This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, happy Monday, and uh, welcome to the Lori and Julia Show here on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment, thank you so much for joining us. Certainly not uh, a slow news Monday. Sometimes Mondays can be. Not this Monday. There's a lot of stuff to cover. A lot of stuff Dang. going on, including everyone's weekend claim to fame, if you got one. Julia? Well, Let's there? start with you, Lorraine. Julia, my weekend claim to fame was, uh, we'll call it a CW Palooza. Oh, Six episodes of Dynasty, one oh. Riverdale, one Nancy Drew. <sighs> That's a lot. Oh, Dynasty was everything. Everything. That is so soapy. The Fallon, Elizabeth Gillies. There was even a musical episode. I was just in heaven. Wow. I know. Did you watch the new edition of Apple Plus's The Morning Show? Yes, I did. With the singing? Yes. yes. Was yes, it good? It yes. was good. Donnie posted it. Yeah, we'll play the audio of Jennifer okay, singing. Okay, a little bit later. All right. Yes. How about you, Donnie? What was your weekend claim to fame? Saw the same movie that you saw, Lori. Number one at the box office. Great movie. Ford versus Ferrari. Matt Damon and uh, Christian Bale. I, I really loved it. Amazing movie. Great movie. Great. The driving scenes were incredible. Oh. Yay! So good, so good. I called my dad. I'm like, Dad, you gotta go because you know he watches NASCAR every week. Right. He had a Pontiac GTO. I still remember the epic fight my parents got into when he traded in the station wagon. Here we are, Air Force family. My dad's got Four two stripes, kids. three at this point, oh. and a Springer Spaniel. And he traded in the blue four door <laughs> Squire oh, sure. um, wagon for mm-hmm. a Pontiac GTO. The two doors. Two doors, that's oh, right, yeah. Julia. This is just for me. Oh, my God. The parents. rest of you can take a capsi. Capsi, which is a cab and a taxi. Epic fight. We ended up driving across country in the GTO with three kids, a cooler, and a Springer Spaniel oh, in the backseat. Oh, Lordy. Oh, yeah. Wow. My mom was not wow. at I'm like, Dad, this is your kind of movie. Wow. And Absolutely. I had the revelation that Carol Shelby, which is played by Matt Damon. It's the best name. I know. I... My secret to amazing chili is the Carol Shelby chili starter kit. Is that what it's called? Carol Shelby. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It makes the best chili as long as you have, you know, um, good chili beans. So you really can find the Carol Carol Shelby Shelby chili mix. It's not by like McCormick and No, it's Carol Shelby. I've never even heard of that. It comes in a box. I'll tweet it. It's absolutely amazing. And after I saw that movie, I'm like... Carol Shelby, Carol Shelby, yeah. Shelby Chili Mix. It's the same guy, really. Those both got both those guys are going to get nominated. And our yeah. girl Katrina Belfi from Outlanders mm-hmm. plays Christian Bale's wife. Yeah, she plays Molly. I can't wait. Don't. It was good. Oh, I can't. I I'm taking my boys tomorrow night. Yeah, the best scene. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Don't. Oh. Uh, no, I'm not giving anything away. 
when Henry Ford II goes for a ride. Right, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that so was amazing. So good. Our theater was packed. Yeah, ours was pretty busy, too. I went, we went to, like, the, I don't know, 6.30 movie, and, I mean, I couldn't believe how crowded it was. Yeah. On a Saturday night? Yeah, pretty busy. On a Saturday all, night? And yeah. people young, I mean, all ages. Mm-hmm. And What was your weekend claim to fame? Besides being the hardest working woman in um, in Woodbury is what you told me. No, I didn't say in Woodbury. I I worked hard this weekend. I um, I I got a bun in my butt mm-hmm. uh, at like three on Saturday afternoon. That I was going to take everything out of my closet, and I have a pretty good size walk-in closet. Yeah. Paint my closet because it has deep dark red. And I've got the closet system in there. It's very ambitious. And I scraped the popcorn crap off the ceiling. Oh that my. was a mess. Jeez. And then there I there I am ironing, watching no, Dynasty. I, and then, <laughs> no, the clothes. And I'm just like, and so now it's empty. Did you empty. find any treasures? No, but I did watch a couple Marie Kondos now. Oh, because okay. I'm not putting anything back in there unless it sparks joy. I right. just, I have so much stuff. How many black dresses? Oh, I didn't even count those. <laughs> I haven't counted yet because I'm on my third coat of one coat. It'll just cover it in one coat white, but it's not. Yeah. So I'm on my third coat of trying to cover deep, dark red. I applaud it's your ambitiousness. That is a lot of work. It was a lot of work. I would have looked at that work and talked myself into something. <laughs> no, you would have said, Casey, I've got a job for you next week. Well, yeah. Casey, I got something. No, it's all, but I was kind of excited in the that mood I and it could was... scrape the popcorn ceiling off and it didn't, you know, like what would that look like? Because I have it all over my house and I hate it. I did do a little shopping. I was out running around on Saturday. It, it, the stores were packed. Yes, you they be were. Because I did a that? little running around too. I'm very happy people are shopping local and going into stores. Yes, I was in Michael's. I was in Famous Footwear. I was in uh, the Home Goods. Yeah. And everywhere it was just absolutely packed. It makes me happy. Good sales. There is. There are great sales going I mean, on it's right kind now. of unusual how many good sales there are before Thanksgiving. Well, they're I saying like because of the shortened time between Thanksgiving That's and Christmas, true. and we know it's a shortened time because I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, you thought you were going. You thought Thanksgiving was this week, although yeah. you're not the first person. I had two people last week thought that this week was Thanksgiving. Did they book airline tickets for it? Mm, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Well, at least at least at least I saw it because Delta sent me something to say, "Do you want some different seats?" And I'm like, "Why do they care?" And then it said, "My flight's leaving in two days." Two days. And I said, it is not. I'm going next Wednesday, and yet, lo and behold, I was going this Wednesday. Oh, boy. But you, you just know? had to pay the difference yeah. in the airfare. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it could have been so much oh, worse. Oh, I know, but exactly. I had already had it worked what out in my had, mind. I was what if you go. hadn't looked and it had passed? Then you would have really been screwed. Well, yeah. it's time to check in. I would have gotten a little... 24 hours yeah. at a time. But. Yeah, but it all worked out <laughs> with an extra 300 and something. You and your dates. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking I missed the Garth Brooks concert back when we wanted to go so bad and he didn't first announce his Vegas dates. I booked it a month earlier before we were going. Mm-hmm. So we literally missed the concert. Right. The one question she asked me more than any other question. What's today's date? Day? Day? <laughs> I never know it. She does, never knows the I date. I never know it. I have a time because I know the time because I, I never know the date. Does oh, your, Doesn't your phone well, anyway. say it? I don't look at it that much. All right, fine. I don't look at it. But anywho, um, it, happy to be here. We got a busy, busy, fun week. But 
The other show I think you would like to watch. I watched it. Mrs. Fletcher. I watched three episodes, four episodes oh, last good. night. Yeah, it's, HBO. It's, really good. It's, it's the boys' little angstiness in college is kind of hard to watch. Because mm-hmm. everyone who has children, you think, gosh, does it, but, you know, it was kind of, it's, but it's good. It yeah. is Yeah, good. it's pretty good. It, it, Catherine yeah. Hahn, remember how nice she was for last year at the SAG Awards? She was, she was darling. Lovely. Darling. And my gosh, we see a lot of her. Oh, yeah. And she's bringing the bush back. She's got a nice full triangle. Of she poof. does. Yes. Yeah. Happy to see it. <laughs> um, see it in episode two. That's right. Well, yes, we did see it. So you did like it. Because yeah, I was wondering, I you know, you got I boys like that it. age yeah. and all that. No, okay. no. It's good. Okay, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. For now the day bleeds Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday. So The Crown came back to Netflix uh, yesterday. It's season three. And something we've talked about since the last season ended, none of us could understand why they were jumping ahead. So many years. So many years. And really not that many years. And replacing Claire Foy and Matt Smith with uh, Olivia Coldman and Tobias. Tobias Menzies and Helena Bonham Carter playing Princess Margaret. And Helena Bonham Carter is 10 years older in real life than Olivia Coleman. And she's playing her younger sister. (laughs) Right. So people, the one thing I I didn't really want to look too much at Twitter yesterday, because I thought I'll just, Casey and I'll watch a couple episodes. Uh But people were really having a hard time. I had a hard time. Adjusting. I did. To that first episode and seeing like a 15 years older queen than where we left off. Yes. Yet we're only like, Seven years ahead. Yeah, it was, oh, was very- it seven. I thought it was four. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> but it was very weird. And I just started it. And then I thought, oh, I'm, n- I'm going to come back to this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't all in immediately. And I figured I just need to really take more time. The second episode, which is called Margaret Ology and really devoted to Helena Bonham Carter playing Princess Margaret mm-hmm. um, is it's- by then you're used to it. Okay. I think. I mean, did you watch it, Donnie? Yeah, we well, we watched two of them. And did was it hard at first? You're like, well, the first thing jarring. I thought is you just said Helen yeah. Bottom Carter is it's obviously older. much older than the queen, but doesn't yeah. look like it. She doesn't look like She's it. She's so pretty. Yeah, but, She's always uh, looked young, and I think Olivia Coleman looks older. Has always looked right. a little older yeah. than yeah. she has. Yeah. She has more of a mature, handsome face. There you go, Julie. Okay. Well, the ladies were on the Today Show, and then Helen Bart- Bonham Carter popped in at The View, and she was oh, uh, she did. delightful. But okay. here's Olivia Coleman and Helena Bonham Carter talking The Crown with Savannah Guthrie. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I think that's the different... We've got a different... Well, what? Just The Crown. Okay, it's not Savannah Guthrie. It's, okay, whoever. Okay, sorry about that, guys. A new cast has been coronated. Queen Elizabeth is now played by Olivia Coleman instead of Emmy winner Claire Foy. Tobias Menzies this tackles Prince Philip following in Matt Smith's footsteps. And Princess Margaret is portrayed by Helena Bonham Carter, replacing Vanessa Kirby. Here we have this immensely popular show that everyone seems to love. Up to now. And you guys get parachuted <laughs> in. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Before filming season three, the newcomers met with behind-the-scenes folks who worked on the first two seasons, including creator Peter Morgan. And he just said, well, you lot used to always be, used to always be so pretty. Uh, <laughs> now we've got to you. We've been employed because we're older and better. 
episode on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> there are no strangers to royalty. This year, Coleman won an Oscar for playing an 18th century queen, Queen Anne, in The Favourite. Now, she's Elizabeth. It's been a harder job to do than Queen Anne, mainly because I am quite emotional and... Uh, no one knows what Queen Anne was like, anyway. Sorry. Exactly. No, you're quite right, that is, which is yeah. great. <laughs> The Queen, obviously, everyone is a critic. Everyone knows what she looks like. Everyone's heard her. Everyone has seen her walking. Everyone has seen her walking. And <laughs> Olivia Coleman does get the pitch of Queen Elizabeth. She does have a high voice, kind of a high. Mm-hmm. That, but the, 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 it was so striking, even how Toby Menzies playing Prince Philip. I mean, he's gone from a hot 30-year-old to, uh, I don't know how old this guy is. Late 40s, and they have him even looking more aged. Tobias. Yeah, a lot of gray. Tobias. A lot of gray in there. Yeah, that is the one thing. You just kind of have to suspend that and just put it aside that for the storytelling, for whatever reason, they didn't go with their, you know, Claire Foy and the other guy, you know, Matt Smith, because they were so good. She won everything yeah. for that. Well, let's play the next one. This show is a drama, but she is essentially a no-drama queen. Apparently, she is. But behind closed doors, apparently, she's an absolute hoot. She's a great mimic. She's yeah. a real laugh, isn't she? How much did you study the actual person to try and, like, imitate it, or, or did you want to add your own flair to it? I mean, it's a big part of taking on these roles is obviously, you know, there's so much footage of them, they're so famous and well-known. You want, obviously, to get close to it, but you also don't want it to be, like, an act of mimicry, because I think that would be kind of irritating to watch for yeah. 10 hours, probably. You had this unusual situation where there was actors who played these roles before you. Yeah, and got do- awards for them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you study them at all and how they tackle these roles, or do you say, now let's move on? Well, I was a huge fan of the show, and so I was sort of trying to go, what would Claire do? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> nick some ideas from that, yeah. yeah. Active mimicry, and he sounds like as if they're all yes. watching it at Buckingham Palace, which they'd probably be rather watching The Crown than uh, Prince Andrew's <laughs> disastrous mm-hmm. BBC. I couldn't help but be watching the younger Queen Elizabeth, like in that first episode. You know, she's talking to Winston Churchill. You've been my back. You've been my heart. You've been the best Britain. Yeah, yeah. that Britain my has ever had. Light. Yeah, yeah, and to to like that she's 93 all these years later and day in and day out basically doing the same job that she's right. been doing since she was trained when she I was like I am not allowed to have an opinion. No, I know. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, yeah. do we have one more, Donnie? We have two more. Okay. 
Helena Bonham Carter actually played the mother of Princess Margaret in the King's speech, preparing her to portray the socialite sister. And then I did meet her in real life once, and she did say, you are getting better at acting, aren't you? <laughs> and I think it's hilarious because it's in her interest that I got better, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you got the last laugh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the new season covers real-life events that happened between 1964 and 77. A deadly mining tragedy, Princess Margaret's tour of the U.S., including a visit with President Johnson, Prince Philip's appearance on Meet the Press, and we see a young Prince Charles when he first dates Camilla. All of the stories get maybe a bit weightier. It's history that's dramatized. Still, it's a bit awkward when they see real-life royals. You, you met Prince William recently, right? Uh, last year. Yeah. Yes. And he knew you were doing this. Um, yes, yeah, so he, no, politely going, and what are you doing? Oh, no, no, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, do you watch it? No. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I mean, in 1964, I think Elizabeth would have been, like, 55. She's still... Wow. Yeah. It just blows me away. <sighs> but anyway, I, I do away. like that uh, that Helena has been sharing the Princess Margaret. I guess she was very good at giving um, the back backwards compliment. You know, complimenting and insulting at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an art. Oh, it's an art. some of us know it better yeah. than others. And I think, too, with the crown, they pay such good attention and spend money on the costumes. Yeah, they do. Like... For Claire Foy, when she when they recreated Elizabeth's wedding dress mm-hmm. from 1947, they $39,000 they spent on the dress for that movie. Oh, my gosh. And, I mean, the fashion is really... Well, it is really... It's beautiful, and it's, and it's, it's appropriate. And, and a lot of the stuff that we see, it is a verbatim. Like, we're going to see uh, Queen Elizabeth wear her helmet seed pearl yellow thing at the investiture of Prince Charles when he's anointed that he will be king or whatever yeah, they yeah, call yeah. it. I mean, she wore like a... a that was horrible looking. A- absolutely. It looked like the half of a, but, a lamb hat. So we're going to see that and the <laughs> gloves that Princess yeah. Margaret wears and, and all of that. Can I tell you that? something about... Oh, we don't have time. Yeah. All right. So, I'll tell you when we come back. All right. Well, we are going to stay on the royal time. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about an epic train wreck, which we predicted on Friday. It happened. Happened Saturday night. We'll be back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, Andrew, you should have listened to the old adage, uh, never complain, never, never explain. explain. We talked about on Friday, Prince, Prince Andrew uh, had sat down uh, with a really terrific, uh, probably the biggest story she's ever done, this Emily Maitlis, who did the interview with Prince Andrew in Buckingham Palace about his friendship with Jeffrey Epstein. We talked about it on Friday. We were... Why? We, we were scratching our heads. Why would he do this? Why did he talk the queen into thinking this was a good idea? Because she would have had to have given her okay. 
because it was filmed in Buckingham Palace. And as a matter of fact, the woman that interviewed him, Emily, f- Emily from the BBC, told CBS this morning that they don't know if the Queen gave her approval, but they had to have senior, you know, executive approval even to be in there. So she did. Mummy had yeah. to give the yep. okay on that. Let and me tell you. And Mummy's 90 what? Three? 93. And yep. let me tell you, this was mortifying. We talked about it on Friday that it's mortifying that he was doing this. I had said the PR crisis guy that he hired that quit after one month. I said, I know he quit over this. Yep. Comes out over the weekend. He did quit over this. He did not want Andrew to do this interview. And apparently his longtime aide of 15 years talked him into this. Maybe it's a little sabotaged. Right. That's what she was trying to do. But here's a little audio um, from the Today Show. I couldn't play GMAs because I could not... Look at Robin Roberts with a straight face knowing they had reporting three years ago about Jeffrey Epstein that did include Prince Andrew and they didn't say a thing. So I'm like, we can, I just, that just to me is so bizarre. Here we go. The Monday morning headlines say it all. Prince Andrew's attempt to explain his friendship with accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein backfiring. (laughs) You've been on his private plane. Yes. You've been to stay on his private island? Yes. You've stayed at his home in Palm Beach? Yes. The Duke of York generating a new wave of questions in what has become a sea of speculation surrounding his ties to Epstein. Prince Andrew denied he ever saw his former friend with underage girls in a pointed and detailed interview with the BBC. Do I regret the fact that, that, that he has quite obviously conducted himself in a manner unbecoming Yes. Unbecoming. He was a sex offender. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm being polite. I'm in the sense that he was a sex offender. I'm being being polite polite. in the sense that he's a sex offender. But by describing the behavior as unbecoming, I'm being polite. I mean... He should have. He he really... Charlie Proctor, editor of the Royal Central website, described it as... I was expecting a train wreck, but that was a plane crashing into an oil tanker causing a tsunami, triggering triggering a nuclear explosion level bad. Wow. Pierce Morgan said that is one of the most astonishing interviews I've ever watched. Desperate, toe-curling BS. Why on earth would he do this? Insane. 2.5 million watched it on the BBC on Saturday night. Right. That's just in real time. And then people time. complained that Emily um, from the BBC was giving too many softball questions to him. Well, I without mean, she... Without follow-up, but she just followed, you know... Well, she did not bring up that Jeffrey Epstein bailed out his ex-wife, Sarah Ford sure. Ferguson, and that maybe Jeffrey was a financial asset. She did not bring right. that up. But, um, I mean, I when she he described Jeffrey Epstein's behavior as unbecoming <laughs> right away. I mean, whoa, let's play the next one. Queen Elizabeth's son, who is eighth in line to the throne, was specifically asked about his 2010 visit to Epstein's Manhattan mansion after the financier pleaded guilty to soliciting minors for prostitution. Now, I went there with the sole purpose of saying to him that because he had been convicted, it was inappropriate for us to be seen together. Despite ending their friendship, Prince Andrew admitted he stayed with Epstein for four days were staying at the house of yes. a convicted sex offender. It was a convenient place to stay. Oh! Prince Andrew linked to Epstein in a 2015 defamation lawsuit against Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's one-time girlfriend. 
The lawsuit was filed by Virginia Roberts Jufri, who, according to court filings, alleges Epstein directed her to have sex with the royal on three separate occasions when she was a minor. Jufri speaking exclusively to Savannah. And Sandra, of course, denies that this ever happened. He denies that it ever happened, and he's going to keep denying that it ever happened. But he knows the truth. He does know the truth. And the, when he said, I flew to New York to break up with Jeffrey Epstein after he got out of jail. For four days? For four days to break up with him in person. Right. And he said, and I he broke up in with house. in person because that's the kind of person I am. And it was convenient to stay there. And it's like... <laughs> I mean, to stay there. He, oh. he made everything so much worse. When I saw the photo of Queen Elizabeth riding on her horse with her head down, Lori, I know she does. She's 93 years old. I'm just saying I saw her last week riding on a horse and her head was up straight and her scarf was at a jaunty angle. Well, Lori, they cut the one photo. She was going down a hill. He was mocked on social media. He was, he was, was trending for 24 hours. The hashtag once upon a time because he gave. Have we? Do we have this one about the inactive sweat glands? Oh, yes. Okay. And I know the truth. Echoing his repeated denials of the allegations, Prince Andrew says he has no recollection of even meeting Jufri. Mm-hmm. I, I can absolutely categorically tell you it never happened. Jufri claimed one of the alleged sexual encounters happened in March 2001 after dancing with the prince at a London nightclub. Tramp. She was very specific about that night. Mm. She described dancing with you no. and you profusely sweating <laughs> and that she went on to have... Bath, there's, a, there's, possibly. A, there's a slight problem with 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 with, with the sweating um, because uh, I, I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat. Prince Andrew, who served in the Royal Navy, says he developed the rare medical condition mm-hmm. during his combat tour in the Falklands War. What? Mm-hmm. This he wanted to make sure people remembered he was in a war. I know I got in that. The and Navy. he was injured. But the the inactive sweat glands. Then a flurry of photos of him dancing in different nightclubs in the south of France with different women, profusely sweating, drenched in sweat <laughs> in out. nightclubs. It was terrible. I mean, I have an inactive sweat gland. Mm-hmm. It's a problem, and you could tell he's lying by how he's stuttering, mumbling. <gasps> It was it was Play absolutely the last one, Donnie. No, oh, it was the horrible. honorable one sweat more. glands. Oh. The royal also casting doubt on the authenticity of this photo, appearing to show him with Jufri when she says she was just seventeen. Wow. That's me, but but whether that's my hand or whether that's um, the position, I, I but I don't. I have simply no recollection of a photograph ever being taken. I'm not one to, um, as it were, hug and. Um, public displays of affection are not something that that I do. Oh. The prince provided this explanation for where he was that night. I was at home. Uh, I was with the children. I'd taken Beatrice to uh, pizza a pizza express oh, yeah, that was trendy. working mm-hmm. for a party at, a, I suppose, sort of four or five in the afternoon. Um, and then because the Duchess was away, we have a simple rule in the, in the, in the family that, 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 that when one's away, the other one's there. Regarding his 2010 visit to Epstein's Manhattan mansion, Prince Andrew did acknowledge he let down the royal family, saying he kicks himself on a daily basis. As for Jufri, she and her attorneys have not responded to our multiple requests for comment. 
I mean, the Queen's second son telling us he couldn't have possibly raped a 17-year-old because he had inactive sweat glands. Those may not be his fingers. It's a picture of a picture of a picture of a picture, too. Uh, It's crazy. We wouldn't believe it. It's in a script. I just can't imagine what the Queen is going through. And then when he said, we don't do PDAs, public displays of affection, then all these photos came out of him. Women licking him. Dying. Nuzzling him while he's sweating on them. All weekend long, more and more photos. Photos kept coming out of him with women. I just and he was kept like, saying, "I'm not a party guy." And I remember this. I'm a teetotaler. I'm a. I'm a. I, I never go out for pizza. This is highly irregular and unusual. Uh, he, you know what happens when a fool goes on TV and claims not to be a party guy and not to have PDA and not to sweat? What? Twitter comes through with the receipts. That's what happened. <laughs> it was absolutely a disaster, and she was very. Good because, quite frankly, it seemed like she was having she couldn't believe a she got the interview, she right. was well prepared, yep, she couldn't cover everything. He's made even when she calls him on the fact when he says, I was um, Jeffrey Epstein behaved in an unbecoming manner, and she says, Unbecoming, and then he says, I'm trying to be polite. This is not the time no. to be polite. This no. is a time He's to dead. be outraged uh, yeah. if you're and, denouncing and a pedophile. He's dead, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. He could have even said worse. I mean, yeah, come on. He did, but he didn't betray one bit of... This just goes to show you how out of it he is from the real world yeah, and yeah. how protected. Yeah. I mean, when you can... I mean, and yeah, Emily... Kept going back. Why? Why were yeah. you still friends with him? And yeah. he can't say or and he won't say. None of the answers line up. And the fact that Jeffrey Epstein, you know, loaned Sarah a lot of money, his ex-wife. Um, he was a asset, I guess, to him in many ways. But, I mean, to break up in person... I mean, that's like a few good men courtroom scene. It's like they were dating. Yeah. It's like I was dating him and I had to break up in person. He must. I think Epstein there. I'm trying to. I think we need to get into a little bit more into the relationship. Well, Edward and Edward, because he brought he helped him financially. I know he helped him with women. Yeah. Do all of, you know, I mean, that's why he he kept him. I mean, the fact that he is the second son of the Queen of England, exposing himself to to be a social climber by saying it was convenient to be friends with him because of the jet and the island. Mm -hmm. I mean, hello. Specifically, Meghan Markle was accused of that, and she doesn't have any royal blood. And look at how uh, upset they were. I mean, I don't know. I just... A couple charities have already dropped him. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. After this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And he's begging Prince Charles to let him keep his duties. And he's let it be known through his palace people that the Queen... He told the queen it went well and that she backs him and believes him 100%. But that car crash interview and the way her head is and the way she sloped in the saddle today in the photo. <laughs> she's at Windsor Castle. She looks like a real sad lady. How come we never hear anything about Prince Andrew, the Duke of York? He's Elizabeth. No, no this Ed, is Andrew. You mean Edward. Who, Edward. Edward. Prince, why don't we ever hear any? Is he He's alive? a royal yes. that knows how to keep his head down and out of yeah, he's the baby. bad news. He's the baby. We never yeah. hear boo. No. No, no we do not, Julia. Anyway, people are... 
the 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 tabloids at least they were like you know inactive sweat gland oh no it was it was not and then he also said um i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. In Tramps, I wouldn't even know where the bar is, which apparently Tramps, the London nightclub, is teeny tiny. And he's been there so many times, there's no way he could not know where the bar is. It's next to the dance floor, which is next to the bathroom. It's tiny. You know, you've been he in really, here. All he really, right. He just... Colossal. Colossal, toe-curlingly, desperate, bad. And now... He's exposed himself. Yes, I mean, he is. He's, totally. He's totally exposed This is himself. the most scandalous thing yep. that the and royal family... the Daily Mail had a ton of receipts, and they let him go, because they hadn't let anything go. You're right. Until this weekend. They had so many photos. Yeah. Oh, dear. Disaster. Okay, listen, we come back. Well, 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 the dust has settled on this little kerfuffle. All right. And my friend said, I know you love her, but it's over, mate. It doesn't matter, put the and I know it wasn't right, but it was messing with my head. And everything deleted like the past year. Was Everybody thinks you're hanging out with us. Our last little bit of royal tidbit will go out on a high note is the dress Princess Diana wore to dance with John Travolta in 1985. We can have it for $400,000, Julia. <laughs> I always thought it was black velvet, but it was a it was a blue. Navy blue, a deep oh, navy blue. and she had a... Blue sapphire and pearl choker, choker. necklace on. Oh, that was something. That was something. I mean, can you imagine being at that White House no. state dinner and mm-hmm. there's Ronald and Nancy in her Galliano's gown? She probably mm-hmm. consulted with her psychic that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, can I tell you a little dishy story? Yeah. From um, Elton John's Me, his memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about when he had met Princess Diana and they became friendly. And there was this party, and I can't remember where it was, but it was. We heard the story that Sylvester Stallone and Richard Gere kind of got into a fight oh. over Princess Di. So yes. what happened is, I, I uh, there was a party, and it was um, probably this year when she came, maybe in 1985. Do you remember if that was the she year? was divorced, right? At the time, I, maybe no. I don't know, but she it was. I think it, I, I don't think it was here. It was in. She was divorced. And so there was a gathering, and I don't know if it was at Elton John's place or something, but um, she was just kind of immediately taking a liking, and Richard Gere was, to her. He was divorced from his first wife. Cindy Crawford. Uh, yeah. And so they were kind of just taking a liking to each other. And so, I would think And then so. Sylvester Stallone comes, and he's like, what's up with this? So upset that he came all this way, so it must have been in the UK, to meet her. And that she's likes him, and so there was a, like a little something that kind of. Who would you rather, Sylvester exactly. Stallone or Richard Gere in the early nineties? No then question. He yeah. Somehow, yeah. I think stormed out because he was like, "Come on, why did I come to this? Mm-hmm. Except to meet her, and she's choosing him, the Buddhist, yeah, the beautiful man right. from nine and a half weeks or orchids or whatever it was. Uh, no, neither of those. That's Mickey Rourke, yeah, American right. Gigolo, <laughs> American Gigolo. And so then, after he left, they kind of. Um, 
went on their own way, and I think they traveled the evening together. Richard they, Gere yeah. mm. and Lady and Princess Di. Yeah, and then um, he just has so many in his book. Me encounters with the royal family, yeah. with Prince Philip, with that is it's my favorite book. Your favorite? Yeah, of that I've I don't read memoirs often. You don't. You, I yeah. don't, and it's just so every. You want to know about all of it. Yeah, well, you got He's over your guy. slow start. Oh, and remember when, Lori, we went to the Billy Joel and Elton John concerts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we thought it was horrible, kind of? We thought it was our first adult concert because everyone sat down at the Target Center. I remember yeah, we were was, sitting on the side. It was very, it was so crushing a little bit. He got into a big fight with Billy Joel at midway through that because he was so sick of Billy Joel always being wasted. Oh. And he gave him had an intervention for him. Oh, and they weren't friends for a while. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and and then he just ta- you know. Well, now I feel like we got to go see Elton next summer. Well, at that's Excel. I want to see him. I yeah, desperately want to see him. And the the way he talks about his music when he started and everything. Yeah. I, and I know we're talking about Taylor Swift, but I, I'm telling you, it's there's so many nuggets. Julia, you know the holidays and Christmas are coming. People are looking for gifts. This that is a, is a great good... book to buy locally. Me by Elton John because. Even though the first two chapters are so wordy, wordy, wordy about traveling all over Europe mm-hmm. doing, you know, club shows, it establishes he's a pretty, he's an amazing man. Yeah. Well, we know that. I mean, he's raised how much money for, for AIDS, but and how it all geez. started and just his mom. Yeah. Was, yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah. the big hullabaloo over the American Music Awards, Taylor Swift can perform whatever she wants. On Wednesday night. She she won by taking her case to the court of public opinion. She can sing her old songs on AMAs. Her old, even though, like, her record label caved, even though they are the ones who set themselves up in this position. So here, I'll back it up. So. Taylor Swift went to Instagram. You guys, I don't know what to do. My label won't let me sing my songs at the American Music Awards, and they won't let me use my songs from her first six albums in a Netflix documentary. So she did put those two together. So here's the deal. When when, um, major artist contracts, they have what they call re-record restrictions. Mm -hmm. Okay? And Big Machine saw an opportunity to get some leverage with Taylor Swift. And they told her, while her lawyers were talking about how can she get them in the documentary, the Netflix, they said, well, we're also not going to let you sing your songs at the AMA because you're violating the re-record contract. But... Um, Rolling Stone went to uh, a couple of different entertainment lawyers. And even though a television broadcast is technically a re-record, so you could hit it in your contract, recording, like the artist singing at that show that night, whatever song they're singing, they're not going to get downloads or streams of that song. People will download the original Right. Yeah. Right. Which is going to benefit Big Machine Records. It doesn't benefit Taylor. So they were trying to lever. They were trying to, like they said, uh, shut up, little lady. They were trying to mess with her. Mm -hmm. So she brought it to the court of public. Like they would never, like if someone's on SNL, that is technically a re record, but big labels don't enforce that with any of their people or any other show. But they were saying they were going to enforce it. With her. Mm -hmm. So they, 
she did win in the court of public opinion because they obviously got so much grief and also because it was going to come out that this is not standard practice. Yes, well, everybody has this in their contract. Sure. Someone, not, someone appearing live on a show singing a medley of their songs is not something that's going to be anything that people got are it. going to want to buy. They're going right. to want the whole song or... Got it. You know, and, and the live version isn't the same as the recorded no. one. Let's be real. Right. So, anyway, you don't see a label normally try to prevent an artist from doing that. And they tried to do that. She called them out, out loud. Mm-hmm. And... Voila. Voila, public opinion. So they can still benefit because well, you still course, have to... Well, of course, that was her thing <laughs> yeah. all yeah. along. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was her thing was like, I sing a medley of my songs. You guys are just going to sell more records. Right. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, good for oh you, boy. Taylor. Also, we did post, Harry Styles was on SNL. We posted and he performed his new song, Watermelon Sugar, while dressed up. Like a watermelon sugary. His clothes were the bomb. Oh, amazing. And his painted fingernails. Amazing. I know. And the skit where he yeah. turned a dog and he turned into Harry Styles.